0: Welcome to the Lights Out Podcast. This is Chris Lights Out Lytle, and this is our journey to document the history of mixed martial arts. I've brought with me my friend, the MMA detective Mike Davis, and together we will preserve the history and hear some great stories from the world in the era of the No Holds book. Thank you and enjoy. Ladies and gentlemen, you have asked and we are responding. We have got a bunch of people from Canada that listen to our show. They've asked for some more Canadian guests. Not an easy thing to do, Claude Patrick, waiting for your return, but we uh, we got Ivan Menjivar, somebody that I considered an absolute pioneer of the sport, especially at the lower weight classes, and Ivan Menjivar, although by way of El Salvador, I think we can consider yourself one of that, you know, like that, that first line of Canadian MMA fighters. Thank you, brother.
1: Thank you for the invitation. Uh, I'm happy to share my story with you guys. So
0: let's, usually I always ask, hey, what got you started in MMA? But your story is very unique. How do you get to Canada from El Salvador?
1: And I moved to Canada in 82 with my brother, sister, and my mother. After the war in Salvador, the country was going well and bad. So my parents, they are a little bit doing business over there and uh, my dad get kidnapped by people over there yeah just like that and uh, one time my mother and family give the money my dad came back home uh, months later he get kidnapped again but this time was more not serious but hard and uh, he scared for the people and he went to another country he contact my family. Then uh my family did everything possible to he can move to United States to escape. And uh, that was his journey from Salvador, walked into United States to Los Angeles, and then past the borders, and then he went to New York to see a family of my mother there in New York. And uh, I stayed me, my brother, sister, and my mother in Salvador. We moved. We changed city. And my mother did everything possible so we can survive. And she's a businesswoman. So we did never miss nothing at home. So some years later, she made the papers so to move from Salvador, to quit Salvador, to come into Canada. And there we are. We moved to Canada. Three months, three, four, five months later, my dad came to to Montreal to join us. And we were together from that time here. And everything started like that.
0: Why Do you know why your father or your family
1: was being targeted by the kidnappers? Just to get a little bit money. You know, sometimes uh, many people tell me after that they're, after the war, many militaries, many police, and they get they have weapons, so and they don't have the same they're not working anymore. So people tend tell me these people, they're policemen or corrupt people, they're kidnapping people to make more money. And uh, that's what happened. So they just kidnap people to get money.
0: Yeah, yeah, you see that Latin Colombia, yeah, yeah, a lot of mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. Latin American countries. And,
1: and my father and mother, they're not rich, they're just two people who have a little business and delivering beans. Imagine my father just was a beans delivery and rice, and they think they have money because they have a little card. And uh, that's that's a sad story. Many people pass by that over there and. My dad was lucky; he's he's alive, and uh, my mother she's so lucky too. We are alive; they do everything to we can have a better life in another country, and that's really hard for them. Imagine a woman; she came here and start learning a new language. She was like 30, 35. and new language, new studies, a new culture. We move here only with our clothes and my basket of toys and uh, we went to a place and we, but Canada was really generous too. They give us clothes and bed and it and, uh, was hard, but make you strong. Yeah. 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 And yeah. Uh, we are in the, right now my mother have a house with my father. I have a house, my brother have a house, my sister have a house, we have education. So I think uh, we we're lucky what what we have from where we're coming from.
0: Well, you were given an opportunity and a system, and you Mm -hmm. used the system to better yourself. And and
1: you use all these. Yeah, yeah. And at the same time, uh, I remember we came here, we started learning French. Me, my sister and brother, we start learning a new culture because Quebec is is special place and we love it. And uh, French Canadian people are really open. Canadians are really open people. And uh, then start after we start learning French, we get to regular school, and we try to have a normal life like everybody. And I remember when I get to high school, uh, like. Like a Latino guy, I tried, 11 years old. I have watched high school, 12, 13. And I tried, we tried to get accepted in the area, in the place, have more friends. And the gangs start coming to me. Yeah, Latino gangs. At that time, we have a little rivality with against black people against, against Arabic people. We're young, we just want to be part of the gang. And slowly, slowly, the gangs of Latino they try to make you more part of the game. At the same time, I was happy to be part of a, a group. bunch of, a group, yeah. like everybody. And at the same time, I was passionate with martial art and comic books and movies and... I get lucky because my dad paid me my first martial arts school a three month inscription and and, uh, I enjoy it. I did a class of Muay Thai with an old guy and I started learning Muay Thai martial arts and then the gang members they come to the school and they try to like how you can say that? Initiate Initiation to us?
0: Initiate, okay.
1: Yeah, to the gang, and me and some other friends. We like, like oh, we were a part of the gang. That's good, yo. Know. We're gonna be tracers, battle locals, it's that kind of style that time. And uh, one at a time, one by one, we get in a initiated, like four guys against me. So, and they say, okay, Ivan, you ready? Ready, and they start punching. And I started punching the guys, and I didn't fall. I kick him. I give headbutt. I get punch. I remember, I get a, I get a punch in the nose. My nose was big like this. Was bleeding, but I never fell down. And I, uh, I stand up. I was doing martial art at that time, like a beginner. And this guy, they are so happy. Oh, man, you're strong. We're gonna call you Little Hulk. You're gonna be uh, a. <laughs> fighter for us and then it's creeper puppet little yes yeah yeah yeah. yes yes (laughs) okay and (laughs) uh, i was happy after i tried to explain to people what happened to my nose so i was playing baseball and but one week within the game two weeks after three weeks these guys they don't talk me anymore like they, they put me in the in the side and they never taught me more. And my friends who I was at that age, then they get in the initiation time and they get beat by the guy They broke their wrist, broke the nose, broke the teeth. And uh, they joined the gang. And like Mia was rejected from the Latino gangs. I'm like, what happened? And they just reject me because, I don't know, they're, they're just, I didn't fall. You know, when you did the young guys, the gang's member, they like weak people.
0: People they can break.
1: Yes. So I was in the corner. They never told me, uh, so they never take me to smoke, to drink. And I was in, they just forget me. I'm like well, I feel rejected from the game. But at the same time, after the school, I remember I was joining another martial arts class, school. I started learning jujitsu. I started learning martial arts. And what, what, what was that your was first... Th- go ahead. But my first... I started the, 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 the Muay Thai school. Mm-hmm. And then I quit the school because the owner, he, he's moving. He was he's just passing by here. a little school of three months. And I, started, I joined a traditional uh, jujitsu school. What was the name of it? Oh my God, that was a long time ago. It was a mix of jujitsu and ninjitsu. Okay, so it was a TMA. Okay, okay it wasn't and, real. And, okay. and that was, no, it was not real, but that what I like with that school, He, the teacher, he showed me to fall the basic. It was really basic stuff falling, uh, rolling and he teach me really good position and three weeks three months later a name named Koji came a Japanese and he started teaching Brazilian Jiu Jitsu from Carlson Gracie Marcos Suarez he was a, a connection with Marcos Suarez in Jiu Jitsu from Vermont and I started teaching learning Jiu Jitsu with him he, and I fell in love with Jiu Jitsu because this guy he was my high, like five, six, maybe Koji was maybe 150 pounds. I was a skinny guy too at that time. And he started shocking me and everything. I fell in love. I, I was knew what Jiu-Jitsu is at that time because I have the UFC tapes with uh, R- R- Royce and everything. And this is jujitsu. I want to do that. And I joined him and we, I stayed, I trained Jiu-Jitsu with him for maybe five, four years. These many jiu-jitsu competition and that was my first instructor then later he moved because he supposed to go back to japan canadian papers to, and then i started doing jiu-jitsu with another coaches and more focused in mma i started doing judo i started doing wrestling i start doing uh my boxing and muay thai not to do MMA, but just to learn, 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 learn. And I finished my high school and I was I was in shape. I was training MMA. Even, even like at that time we don't have MMA school, but I was training, even if I don't know, I was training MMA for, for, for the just for for fun. And I started doing MMA competitions, amateur here in Quebec, and I win some ones, I lost some ones. And then one day, a guy from uh, UCC, Stephen Patrick came, and he started doing a MMA show, and I joined him. And I make my first MMA fight uh, here, and I win it. And that was the start of the career, like, just for fun.
0: From where I can trace you back, is your first school
1: was with Angelo X with Angelo, uh, that was TriStar Gym. Angelo, Cixaracos. correct. Yes, Angelo, uh, that was my. I joined TriStar a um, third of four fight, tour of four fight, something like that, because I was training MMA in another school, and that instructor, he he moved from Montreal to another place, so I joined TriStar. I'm a third fight or fourth fight professional, and uh, I came to TriStar. I started training with that guys. I meet Angelo. He was a purple belt from Renzo at that time, and I think so. And we start training Jiu Jitsu with him. They come, they join, they invite me to the place, and I make new friends. I meet uh, David Loiseau. David Loiseau, I meet them over there. Ferraz Habi. He was a blue belt like me at that time. He was really talented he, so he, because coming, Angelo Xaraku was the head coach of TriStar in Jiu-Jitsu, and Firas was a student. Everybody knows Firas Sahabi now. He was a student. He was really athletic. He was really good. And uh, Luazo so was there too. He was a beginner MMA professional too. Later, George came to join us. But we have a, like, we make a really strong team at that time. And well, after the make,
0: yeah, yeah, the dynamic also was Angelo. I think yes. he, he worked for like the weekend, or he worked for the airline. Maybe I, I'm not sure, but I know he would spend all of his weekends with Henzo, learn everything yes. he could, and then yes. take it back to the gym.
1: Yes, 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 it's true. It's true. He he. he he go to Renzo, he come to the later to train us. Remember, what time was that? In 2002, maybe? And internet was not that big at that time. So yeah. and MMA was not big like today. So they would go there, they're learning a triangle choke from the mount. And that was like the technique of the year. You know, remember that time in uh, jiu-jitsu was like that. We find a website with some techniques on the internet and we was, wow, this is uh, revolutionary. Right. So <laughs> not like today, we learn jiu-jitsu from the Gracie jiu-jitsu method in, in the BHS tape. Remember that? <laughs> so, and of, remember Grappling Magazine, Black Belt Magazine?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So we buy it and we see the Mario Sperry techniques uh, and all the old begin jiu-jitsu graces over there. So we're learning jiu-jitsu here in Quebec. We learn jiu-jitsu like, how I can say, by videos in the beginning. what's was like that. Yeah, it,
0: trial and error.
1: Yeah, yeah trial yes, and error. Yes, yes. Yeah, And and I remember the first time I met uh, the first black belt jiu-jitsu in... He was uh, Bagni Fabiano. He came here to Quebec and he was the first, first black belt in Quebec. He started teaching with... Brazilian tap team. Brazilian exactly, team black belt. Yeah. Exactly. So, uh, and I joined that team, but we, we get good friends and sometimes we train together. I went to him, we train sometimes together. And uh, man, that was the beginning oh, uh, Quebec.
0: I, I thought the first black belt was Fabiano Holanda.
1: You just you met Wagney before. Mm, no, Bagney came here before. Then Bagney moved to Toronto. Then uh, uh, an uh, old man, uh, my master in here, what is his name? Zelina, forgetting him. Zelina, bring uh, Brin, uh, uh, Fabio Holanda. In in Fabio in Wagner Fabiano
0: is mm-hmm. Nuevo Ondio, so I. I Nuevo I thinking, Nuevo Uñao.
1: Yes, yeah, yes, Nuevo you're good. You're good. Yeah, yeah, Nuevo Uñao. And now after that, Fabio came. He, even two hips, nice guy. He teach. He helped him. He helped a lot us. George trained with him. GSP.
0: yeah. George trained with him. Yeah.
1: Yeah. George trained with him. Uh I trained with him. I did some competition with him. And man. He teaching he's teaching at us a lot and, and he still has his school here. he have a good gym and he has his family and I didn't see him for a while, but I just say hi on the internet sometimes. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's yeah, and after after Bagni we get uh, Bruno Fernandez. He came to to Montreal too. He's a doctor, uh, optical eyes doctor, wow. and he opened Gracie Barra. He opened Gracie Barra, and he helping us again too. At the same time, try start get bigger, bigger, bigger in MMA and Jiu-Jitsu. Uh, for us, I uh, know. Uh, ex- uh, Angelo quit TriStar because he he get a business, a, a funny business. He's selling comic books and everything coming from from Marvel for DC Comics in. He make a big business here with that, and he so he quit TriStar and he gave the place to Ferraz. Ferraz at that time he was in the he was amazing athlete. People don't realize it. He, he was really good. I can compare Ferraz to BJ Penn. like technical, athletically, and uh, brilliant mind. Brilliant mind. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was strong, really smart, and. Uh, he make a choice. He make a choice, like, or be a professional, or be a trainer. And he make the choice to teaching people and learning and and teaching us and taking care of, of like a trainer. Uh, he was young. He was like my age, we like similar age. He focused in training people for us, and he did a good, lot of good job with us. And uh, what else I have to say? TriStar get big. That's oh, it. Yeah. It's, yeah. We, it's a, yeah, it's a destination
0: gym. Is it? Yeah, it's a destination gym.
1: Yes, and we have our driv- rivality At that time, we have the rivality from TriStar against Montreal against people from uh, Sherbrooke or the east of Quebec. And after we get the rivality of uh, Quebec against Ontario and. East of Canada, Rivality, Vancouver. And at that time, the federation was TKO. T- uh, TKO? No, UCC. 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 Yeah. And UCC gives univer- the opportunity.
0: U- yeah, universal, universal Combat Challenge. Challenge,
1: Combat Challenge. Yeah, was a local fight. And the owner, Stefan Patry, he did a good job from one side. He really loved the sport. He tried to do the best for. Us, but the best for him. Normal. He's supposed, He need to leave, It's normal, and uh, he pushes us a lot. So we give, he give the opportunity to fight good guys with him. I fought uh, Jason Black. I fought, yeah, fought many a guys from military. Here,
0: here, let's let's start with your first fight. Yeah. Your first fight ever, January twenty seven, two thousand one, Universal Combat Challenge, David uh, Guji.
1: Yeah, Kevin Guji. Yeah. Gigi, he, yeah. yeah, At that time, I, not, I was not training in TriStar. I was training in another gym, and uh, I beat Gigi. I meet the first time in a challenge jujitsu. Amateur, uh, we get a good fight. I win the fight by decision, I think. And then later, the manager of the UCC told, "Do you like guys want to fight professional?" We, I, we say yes, and we match again together. That was a one round of 10 minutes i remember that
0: so you had an amateur fight against him as well so your amateur record is not available
1: no because at that time it was not the 25 we i think amateur high of like uh, maybe eight fights maybe eight wins and maybe three four losses yeah, but don't forget, I remember my first amateur fight. I was 16 years old, 17. I was in the Still in high school. Yes, my father signed a paper, so I let my son do this uh, martial arts against adult So, <laughs> so I win one, I lost one, and that was my first initiation. I remember that it was fun for me, and I didn't get hurt, so perfect. And uh, later, later, I fight Gigi. I win by decision, and after we get to professional, one round of 10 minutes. Remember at that time, the, the rules was- Very open. The, yeah. The allowed knees on the ground to the head was uh, Do we allowed to do that? No, I don't think we have to allow it here in Montreal. We have little special rules in Quebec because I remember that's, that's business, that's papers in law. Stéphane Patri UCC manager, UCC manager. He he try a lot. Like to maybe you have to talk with him one day. He try a lot of uh, to make good role for the sport, and he make a lot of compromise with the regime, with the Commission Athletic of Montreal. So so he did he make MMA here. That's he's something to, have to say. That guy, he make MMA in Quebec. He's thanks to him. He made the connection with the commission and they make a rule. He tried everything and to make it professional. And he did a good job. So after that, he tried the one round of 10 minutes. My fight was funny. You can find it in internet. I don't know. Yeah. We get so tired. I remember after seven minutes, I was punching, I was taking uh, up, getting top of him. I did an acorn on top and I just punching at him, Gigi, please stop. And he tapped. I was like, we, I was so tired. So we went to the locker room, we in the fight. I was throwing out in the garbage because adrenaline. So we, yeah. Adrenaline. And first time I do a, a match in seven minutes, supposed to be a 10 minutes. I'm like, wow, I love this. So <laughs> after that, I, did, I do the fight against a guy, against a guy. I win.
0: That's uh, uh Gene Francis
1: Bullduck G- is your second Yeah, fight. Well, Yes, I win the fight. And... Uh, after that, I don't remember who's my third well, fight.
0: Well, well, here's the thing. With with uh, <clears throat> Bulldog. there seemed to be a little anger. Like there seemed to be maybe uh, you guys just didn't like each other. At one point, you tried to push kick him off the end of the cage
1: when he went through the ropes. You know why? Uh, no, no, no. Not anger. Just I remember at that time I was watching so much. Pride fights and Valetudo fights. (laughs) So he was, I don't know, at one moment he was between the roads. So in my training idea, I just pushed him out of the road. So it's nothing to be... But We was fighting in a ring, remember? Yeah, oh yeah. Oh yeah, and in my training I was, if somebody... He's try to escape from you in the rows. just kick him out to that. Was part of my training. <laughs> that was a reflex for me.
0: Yeah. So you your your first two fights, you win one fight by knockout or exhaustion. You yes. win a second fight by split decision. Yeah. I, I, I will tell you in those two fights. I, I I'm not trying to be rude, but in regards to being a special athlete, you became a special athlete later, you could not tell at this point in your career.
1: No, oh, man. Uh, that was just the beginning for us here in Quebec. And, uh, and I remember one day I said to my dad after the competition, one day UFC is going to call me. Like, don't forget at that time, after two fights, we just beginners here. And, uh, I just remember I said to my dad after after a fight one day UFC is going to call me and uh, I met many fights everywhere I tried to fight the more possible and I was oh shit it's okay I was on. trying no no it's uh the battery I know uh, oh. do you want to plug and, in uh, no no I'm good I'm good I'm good okay and uh and uh, I try to fight the more possible. I remember, you're gonna laugh. Uh, I fought some my third, five, fight, four fights. Sometimes I just fight for four hundred dollars here in Quebec. So well, that's, really... that,
0: that's the time. That's the time, though.
1: That was the time. Yeah, in and uh, four hundred dollars for a fight. We did two months preparation. The coach, like Angelo, we he didn't do it for the money. He did it for the passion of the sport. He was happy to train with young guys and their focus and after man, the first time I make money was maybe when I went to Japan. So. Well, you know, like
0: you're like you're fighting for almost no money, and the audiences aren't huge. And mm-hmm. Stefan's got a lot of production. Like he's got about 90% of the TKOs. You know, he's got him in the library. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. <clears throat> With a uh, PPK with John Francis Bullduck, who you beat by split decision, about two minutes left in the fight, somebody in the audience blows an air horn, and you're on top. You think, oh, the fight is over, and then like you oh, give up yes. position, dude. It, like that's a split decision because the, somebody in the audience blew an air horn. Otherwise, you yes. just
1: rode the fight out. I remember that. I remember that. It's true, man. Just. And after people, I don't know, they make a rule. Nobody have to, they, they change the belt. After that, they change the belt. I don't know. He, that happened. After that thing, they
0: change the belt. Yeah. Like you were riding out, you are yeah. tired, you're on top, you're spending a lot of energy. You're, you're just going to ride out the last two minutes and you <laughs> could have done it. They blow the air horn. You get up, he gets up. You look around, he jumps on you. Now you're on bottom for the last two minutes. Yeah.
1: Yes, yes, it's true, it's true. And after they changed the... That was the sport. Everything, everything, that was the beginning of the sport. Something else. I remember when I fight uh, George.
0: Well, so that's two fights later. You got George St. Pierre, January 25th, 2002. Um, You missed weight
1: on that fight. Yes, because was my bad. I missed two pounds weight. Uh, the schedule in the gym was two pounds mm, shorter. So, and I was happy. Okay, my weight is done so I can relax. And I went to the scale before the uh, the way in and I missed the weight. That was my bad. And that was a fight at 169. 169? That pounds was. What the weight? Okay. Mm-hmm. And I was fighting before I won 55. So I started training to gain weight.
0: (laughs) Why? I mean, why do you get talked into taking a fight at such a high weight?
1: Because there's no... If if I don't take that fight, I'm not going to fight in one year again. Because at that time, the show was maybe each six months. So if I want to fight, uh, you want to fight? Yeah, I want to wait, 165. Okay, uh, 10 pounds heavy, maybe. Okay, I do it because I need to fight. And yeah, it happened like that. I remember I I was before George, I think, so after George, I was fighting a guy just on black. Let's stay with George. We got black. Okay, so George... Okay, what, happens I at, the what happens? What happens at it. the
0: end? What happens at the end? It seems like there's a, a miscommunication.
1: Honestly, we did one good round with George, and uh, yeah, the round was good. I was prepared. I was in shape. I did many good techniques. I did really good takedowns. I'm happy. And and okay. then uh, the referee. If you have the time to see the fight again, the referee was jumping in the cage. He was. I know the guy is a good guy I talked to him he but be a referee was not his place so when I stand up in a moment Josh pushed me I followed my butt he get in my guard and he started punching punching I was like off not, nothing yeah. nothing hurt and the, yeah and there and the referee came and he he started talking he say are you okay in, in French Saava uh, Saava are you okay? Are you okay? I say yes. I'm okay. I'm okay. And George, he stand up, and he said, he want to quit. I'm like, no man, keep going. And the referee, he just stand up together. We stand, he standing up, and he we he give the the fight to George. Just like that, I'm like what? Like the bell ring. I went to my corner I was sitting as I see George celebrated and like he was happy to to win his he I'm like Whoa. and you never you never is, really took you never
0: took any really bad punches like you didn't really get hit that much
1: no I was winning the fight sorry sorry to say but I was winning it, it, was, a yeah, it was a couple of good exchanges
0: yeah it was a couple good exchanges you were mm-hmm. definitely in the fight yeah mm-hmm.
1: and uh it was still developing
0: that? yeah it was still developing
1: and what happened that after that, like, I asked him my coach. I asked him the 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 promoter. The promoter was at the same time the matchmaker Stefan Patry. And uh, man, can, can I can I cancel this fight? Can I do something? Yeah, yeah. When I try to do something, because, but, you know, one month. Can we cancel the fight? Oh, let it, let it, let it go like that. Let it go. So normally, they're supposed to make the same day, make a paper, and say to the G, I "I want this fight canceled because the referee did a bad call." And yeah. Uh,
0: well, uh, well, that wasn't the only bad call. The first stand-up where you were on top was also a bad call. Yeah. Like, you were on so, top, working, working, and you were just getting going, and he stands you up. But then when George is on top, he didn't give the same reaction.
1: The referee was bad. Uh, I'm sorry to say it, but maybe two show later, the same referee did a bad mistake, and after that, the, the commission, they just cut him. Yeah. They canceled his license. Uh, because don't forget, at that time, uh, be a referee in that sport was very hard, hard too. Yeah. Because not many guys have a, the knowledge. Uh, everybody think a referee, MMA referee. We think about John McCarthy. Erdin. Oh, yeah, Herb, yeah, Erdin did a good match and at the same times bad decisions. I remember so. And referee in any sport is a super hard job. A good referee, when you look in a match, a fight, and you don't see the referee like a spectator, that's a good referee. The referee is just there in like a shadow to protect the fighters. But when you start see the referee, like what the referee is doing there, that kind of referee is bad. Because he's not in the good sp- place where the, he he interrupt the fighters. The, the
0: best referee is one you don't notice.
1: Yeah, I, I was fighting. I was fighting UFC. I was sometimes I get McCarthy one time, two times. Never see him. Uh, we have a referee from Quebec. Yves uh, e- Levine. Eves Eves Levine. Amazing, amazing too. I was many times he get my he was my referee. And, and he know the fighters too. So he never interrupt the fight. He know when he have to protect the fighter, when he, he's, okay, Ivan, he's knocked out, so I need to stop the fight. But you never see the, the fight. I was fighting my opponent and the referee was never Away. in the fight. Away. Never yep. in the fight. Yeah. Yep. And, yeah. And this, yeah, that, that's, that's part of the game after how many uh, how many fights i have maybe 55 50 but with i did boxing matches i did muay thai matches you're a 55 club matches. member you're a 55 yeah. club member yeah and a good referee you never see it in the fight he's just there to touch you finish the fight or begin the fight that's part of the it's, there's a term in the in the, in the fights is the referee. yeah so, happen
0: where does your wrestling come from I mean you're from El Salvador they're not known for their wrestling and Canada is about on par
1: with El Salvador they're still not known for their wrestling we have a Montreal we are lucky from because we have a good amazing judo school I did judo for two years just to learn what judo is I did wrestling when I started getting more professional with the uh Mark Silverman, he trained the Montreal and Quebec uh, national team. Uh, Guia, uh, well, I forget his family name. We, I trained with a. Uh, his name is Guia. From uh, he was a bronze or silver medal Olympic medal for for Canada. And George Saint Pierre, he trained too with the same team, the Montreal Canadian YMCA club. It's not YMCA. It's a Jewish a special club, wrestling club, silverman club. And what I can say that we training together. He helped us a lot because we are good. We are like MMA fighter. In for him, we are good partners for his wrestling team. Because you guys are, wow.
0: You know, not a lot of Olympic, like if you were to try to do that, with the united states olympic team they wouldn't let you through those front doors they were it's a close it's very very closed off it's invite only and Mm -hmm. him allowing the mma guys in really up the level
1: of the canadian fighters for sure Mm -hmm. he helped in a lot he helped george he changed george's style completely because george he did his resting coming from that school my wrestling coming for that, for that school and um, my style wrestling was different too, but he helped me a lot. I'm more jujitsu guy too. So his, I remember was training with Gia. He's 135 pounds. Okay. I was 160, 165. He take me down 10 times in two minutes. I take him down one time in in two minutes maybe by lucky and uh but because he was so good when I was training wrestling when I was training in my MMA, it was easy to take him down a MMA fighter because, because of the that, of the practice okay the practice so and today, that school still helping the MMA fighting in Montreal.
0: Were you managed by anybody at this time in your career?
1: I help some guys. Not really managing. Like coach, you say coach people?
0: No, like at this time in your career when you fought George St. Pierre, did you have a manager
1: or was it just your coach? Just the coach. Yeah, Be- the coach. Because...
0: Andy Lalonde, easier win. That's your fight after George St. Pierre. And then like your next fight, and it's George St. Pierre's debut that we just talked about, mm-hmm. but your next fight is an 11. 0 one Jason black on a military fighting system that for all intents and purposes should have been in the UFC, but Monty Cox and Dana white and their matchmakers. The guts, yeah. They were all fighting with each other. So he, was almost like blackballed from going to the UFC. They, they try to make him go to a different team.
1: And it's at 170. He's huge. Yes. I was 155 again and then go back to 165. This is what happened, that fight. And you weighed I suppose, in at
0: 161 is what you weighed in at.
1: Yes. I was fighting. I was supposed to fight. That, that fight was afar from Montreal. It was like 12, 10 hours from Montreal. And that was a oh no. what I have to say is I supposed to fight another guy, but that guy he didn't pass the orders, the physical, so yeah, I don't know why he didn't pass the, 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 the customs, Pref- yeah. Oh so, yeah,
0: there's a border. Oh dude, let me border. tell you something. Your customs and it going into Canada, very difficult. Very yeah, because difficult. you're because you're criminals. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you got like a DUI 15, 20 years ago, they yeah. won't let you. Sometimes they won't let you in Canada.
1: Yeah. So, he didn't pass the borders, and all the guys. I was there. I was cutting my weight, and maybe a day before the weigh-in, the Stefan Patrick came and he said, "Your guy, he's he not can be here." Oh, oh do I get paid? No, because the paper. The contract is not signed. So if you want to fight, you need to fight uh, Jason Black because his guy is not here too. So like, so you want to fight him. What way? He was waiting 169. Uh, I couldn't wait to fight 155. Stop your way cutting and just eat. <laughs> and I say, okay, let's fight. And that was my first loss, I think. No? Your yeah. first real loss. You I mean, George St. Pierre, but that doesn't. Yeah. Matter. Yeah. And, uh, he's huge. Honestly, he's huge. Yeah. I was not scared of the guy. And, uh, I even, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know him. So, but I get a low that when I get to the fight, I'm like, uh, but this guy is heavy. And I, let, honestly, uh, I just let him okay, he choked me. He's big, so I don't win nothing if I keep doing this fight. I just stop with my feet like he did, even he's not hurt me, so I'm like, oh. it's a North stroke. After, yeah, yeah. And then I realized like, oh man, that's a loss. i just, just I just lost a fight. And I'm like, okay, it's nothing special. Okay, I don't feel sad. Uh okay, it's nothing special. I lost a fight. I'm healthy. And that gave me a new vision of fighting. Like, everybody wants to fight to win, win, win. And then, okay, if I'm not scared to loss, so I can enjoy more the fighting time. And after that loss... Man, it's a, you're a different fighter after that loss. Yeah, yeah after that loss, yeah. uh, everything changed. Because we, I was so much scared of loss, losing a fight. And I'm like, okay, just it's just that, so everything changed my head. No more scare of losing. No, I I, I will
0: tell you, when you guys watch Ivan's fights, his first two three fights, they're they're unremarkable. They're not. I I mean, all right, he won, but like you can see, you're like, yeah, man, he did he did a good job, but. I'm not going to sit here and look at that fight going, how much money does he need for a camp? I want to pay for a scholarship. We need to move him. That the, you don't get that from those <laughs> fights. But then you see him after this fight. Dude, you're a monster. You're thank, a you, monster. thank you. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. It's the same thing happened with Dennis Kang. Dennis Kang, not very impressive. And then
1: something clicked yeah, it's like that, and that thing happening in MMA for many fighters because uh, the more you fight, the more the more relaxed. Honestly, yeah. honestly, yeah, the more you fight, the more his is coming, It's come more natural, and uh, it's mental, and you need to develop your style. You need to develop who you really are. Or more, more you fight, more the more you have the opportunity to be in the cage. It's like get your new level of, and I, the, I can you can see that with the fighters like uh, uh, man, uh, in UFC fighters today, from the begin to today, they're not the same. Like well, the more you it, fight, the Anderson Silva. Anderson Silva in the begin, that's a good example. Anderson Silva when he was doing Balletudo he would just was. He was fun to see, but he's not the same guy. And he was fighting, fighting, fighting. He make a. He went to Pride. He was impressive, but he learned. I think he learned something different after Pride. He came something else. Greatest in the world. Yep. Yep. And I, right. I think. I think many good fighters. They need to learn. They need to lose. To come back stronger, and maybe that happened to me
0: too. I will say at this point, like, you're, if I look at you, your fights, I'm going to say very fast twitch muscles, gritty, grimy, no bend, very aggressive, but you're incredibly technical too. And you usually don't get all of that. And you were the first smaller athlete, like the lower weight class athlete, that you just checked every single box. It's just the weight class didn't exist.
1: Thank you. Uh, but That was my goal. Like, uh, you know, that was my goal to be like a good fighter in every way. I know I was good boxer, not good enough to be a professional boxer, but good enough to give a challenge to a boxer and to surprise a guy in MMA. My wrestling was good, not good enough to be a wrestler, Olympic wrestler, but good. To be an MMA fighter, I was saying many times when I was teaching, MMA fighters need to be like a duck. A duck, you know, the little duck, yeah. duck. Duck. He's not the best swimmer, but he can he can swim. He's not the best runner, but he can run. He's not the best bird in the air, but he can fly. So and I was I was with George. He was, he, we have a lot of, at that time, we get really close. And I was talking to him like that. We need to be good balance is everything. And he's a good example of a athlete who have a good boxing, good wrestling, good jujitsu, good everything. He's not the best. No, he's
0: just good at everything. Yeah. He's good at, he's better than you at something that you're not
1: good at. Yes exactly yeah. and, and a good MMA fighter need to be able to to mix it and many fighters today they are just good strikers and good wrestling defense and at my time in, in my time my goal was to be good in everything and be able to mix it from striking to takedown from wrestling to jiu-jitsu to jiu-jitsu go back to striking and that was my goal for me. And I did. it in my in this fight in my fights.
0: Well, also, Ivan, like, there's people. If you listen to this podcast, you're guilty of this. You get into, like, a sure dog or a tapology, and you just study. You study who went where, who fought who. The guys that you fought here, you got George St. Pierre, Jason Black. Matsira. Well, well, oh. Wait, your next fight? Jeff Coran. Jeff Coran, oh, yeah. also another victim of just not enough weight classes. Yeah. Jeff Cur- Jeff Coran was probably at one thirty five, one of the yeah, best in the absolute world at this
1: time. You want to know something? When I when I fight Jeff Coran, I didn't know who he was. Oh, <laughs> you did after. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you. Because, because don't forget, at that time, even at that time, we don't have internet like today. We so he just tell me his name is Jeff Coran, He's waiting this and he has this fight. What style? He's jujitsu guy. Okay, so I just training to be good. And uh, I meet him in the ring. We fight. Really good. I like that fight. I remember that fight. And I really enjoy that fight. And uh we push each other, I win eye decision, and man, the level. It was good. I was in I was good. I win by maybe one point. And uh at that time it was like that. We didn't know like we can't study the opponents like today's.
0: The thing with and Jeff the thing with Jeff is he can nullify and just make everything neutral, neutral. Like he takes very little damage. And with your type of tornado type output, mm-hmm. it's very easy for you to lose your, 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 like get exhausted while fighting somebody. Oh like yeah. Yeah.
1: And I, 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 all the time I training a lot. I, 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 I won't tell you. Uh, uh, when I was prepared for a fight, I was running, I, do, I was doing Running weights and doing my jujitsu style. That coming from my fantasy, I'm a fan of Dragon Ball, and and I what I what I was liking is this cartoon manga. sango Goku, he was so much focused on training, 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 and me too. I love training. That's why that was how all the time I take a fight. I was in shape, so. And I love it. And uh, just to say it, like, after that, remember I fought the favor here in Montreal? Even that time, I I didn't know who was favored. uh, Which I'm a favor? Well, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just, yeah, you were just more training than than planning. And and I Mm -hmm. think in terms of TriStar as a gym, when Faraz completely took over Tristar, that's the one thing he changed very fast.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We,
0: his planning, we, his planning is some of the best in the world.
1: Yes. Yes. And, uh, but in my career, I did a mistake. Yeah. talking with Faraz later. My problem was in my career for, I'm a, I make my mistake in my career, what I say when I take a fight is, when I was in UFC, I didn't take the time to really study my opponents. That was a mistake in my career because I will, I I was not a habit to me to study my opponent and to respect the plan match, the plan in a fight. So, and that was a mistake of me because uh, I was not used to. For me, go to a fight is everything can happen and I'm ready to do on an advantage to win the fight. But when you go to a, that level of UFC or when the guys are really good athletes, you need, I, I, I didn't did my job at that time. My job is supposed to be to be, to, to know my opponent. So, I was prepared for a fight, but I missed that thing to really study my opponent to get mm, to know what I can do against him. All my fight in UFC, I win it. And the fight when I lost was because I didn't respect the <laughs> planned match. Yeah. Okay. And I I know it now after is I you, see the fight. you say ego? Ego? No, that was more... Um how I can say methodic. I was not an no methodic guy. I was ready for a fight. I was ready for a war. Uh, like, okay. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, I was ready. But I was not methodic to okay, my opponent do this all the time after to know what my opponent before fight. I discover I like discover my opponent in the ring. You know? Wow. Uh, That was my mistake. So, example, that's what I say today to guys at that level. You need to study your opponent. If your opponent has seven match, ten match, and you can find it on internet, you need to take one hour to study all the fight. Okay, this guy is a soft habits,
0: Yeah, look for bad habits.
1: Yes, and sometimes like a, that's part, the the, 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 we need to study your opponent. It's really important. And that's something George did. Hmm. He, we are with Ferraz and with another coaches. That he really take the time to study his opponent. BJ Penn, he's moving like this, his time reaction. He was really methodic and scientific.
0: Man, I have to say this. Was Vaseline a part of that studying BJ Penn? For
1: George, (laughs) okay. Um, I want to tell you something funny. Something funny. Something funny. (laughs) I remember with one coach uh, in the when we went there. You know, sometimes okay, people don't know this, but but when when you go to a fight, there's rings, red corner and blue corner. Okay, and sometimes blue corners, all the fighters are in the same locker room. Example: You you gonna fight before me, and you blue corner. I'm blue corner too. So we 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 yeah, right there with eight yeah. fighters, more the trainers, and uh, we training all together in the spot. And I remember one time a coach went here, guys, guys, use this, use this, put this in your feet, put this in your feet. Was that vaseline? No, no, guys, this is a kind of glue when when you gonna. You put it right now, it's gonna get dry, but when you go to the cage, you're not going to slide. We like, really? <laughs> yeah, really try, try, try it. He started put that thing in our feet, like okay. <laughs> I remember that day, all the blue corner did it. He <laughs> put a special glue in the feet to the to don't slide in the in the in the cage. But Man, yeah. we not get cut. If you not get cut, it's not cheating. Like <laughs> it's true. Well, we Flair used to say, "If you don't cheat, you're only cheating yourself." Well, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> that and that's sometimes it's like that, and, and it's a game. I think it's a game. It's a game. So that was funny. We tried to put something in the feet to don't slide, but when we went to the fight. It's nothing help helping. It's not. It's like. a to fight. Yeah, you still it, have it, to fight. Yeah. Yeah, and you slide at the same time, man. MMA be a professional is that was great for me. That was really fun. I really enjoy it. I not make. I make good fights. I make good. I meet good people. I travel around around the world. That was a great experience, man. I really enjoy it. I didn't make the millions of dollars who. I supposed to (laughs) imagine I put all that energy in a in tennis or in golf. (laughs) I'm the next Tiger Woods. Yeah,
0: yeah. A degree.
1: Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. Imagine I was playing soccer with all the energy I put in MMA. I'm man. I'm the next Cristiano Ronaldo.
0: it it always surprised me being from the United States where I knew you weren't making money. Like I knew, I mean, you, you weren't, you weren't making money. mm -hmm. And I'm looking at your record going, man, this guy's putting in a lot of work for somebody that's really not seeing big paydays because here, your next opponent, J.R. Palmer. That's your next opponent. He's in Hawaii, September 17th, 2002, UCC Hawaii. Your original opponent <clears throat> is Eddie Yagen. He falls off, they change you again. So yeah. you get you now you got J.R. Palmer. And that's something Stefan Pantry used to do to you a lot. He used to switch your opponent.
1: Oh, <sighs> why? Because he know who was young and we cannot say no. Like a meme MF- you, MF- you,
0: MF- you were not methodical. You wanted to kill.
1: Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's the same thing. Yeah. It's the same thing. Give me a name. Give me the price. Give me the day. That's it. Ooh.
0: What did you get paid for Jr. Palmer?
1: I don't know. $800. But, it, well,
0: and
1: I don't know. Why? I don't know. I don't remember the money. That's the thing. That was the problem. I didn't do this for the money. That was a mistake. <laughs> that was a mistake. <laughs> because... Because, 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 man, I know some guys here, they're amazing partners, the good friends, their set of talent, sorry to say it, but they're selling tickets, they're selling tables for the show. Were you a big ticket seller? No, you were not. I was, but yes, I was a a good ticket seller because the people love me, but in my entourage. I was not, I have a small entourage. So I, man, I want to show you my life at that time when I was fighting is seven, seven days of training and uh, I have good friends, but friends who know me, but they don't know the sport. So I sell 10 tickets to my closer friends when I fight some guys who they're selling 100 tickets and they're making money and more are making publicity and they're having a restaurant, sponsor, sponsor, T-shirts. sponsor. Yeah, yeah. And they're, they're, that was another mistake mine. This is a business. And I didn't realize it at that time was like, you can make money in the fight or you can make money before the fight you can make money after the fight and uh and you just wanted to fight you just wanted to fight yeah i just want to fight and that's (laughs) that's the problem like people like managers some managers some promoters they take advantage of fighter because a young fighter he wants to fight he don't care who he don't care when he wants to fight and win
0: so let me, expl- let, me expl- let me explain who J R Palmer is. J R Palmer at one point was the hottest prospect in Hawaii. After mm-hmm. BJ Penn, everybody said J R Palmer is the real deal And his stand up and his aggression in an island full of very very tough people, he was yeah. ki- he was the king of Hawaii. Oh really? Yes, yes he <laughs> was. Danny Boy Bennett <laughs> exposed him with the stand up <laughs> you get him a little further down the line. How aggressive was he?
1: He was aggressive. I just remember he started punching, punching, and we tried I tried to close the distance and he started giving me knee to the body and he gave me two good knee to the groin. Oh man. That's intentional. That's what he does. And he broke my jack strap. He he broke, he your, broke your cup? You mean your cup? Yeah. Yeah, he broke my cup. He broke it. I, I was waiting a jack strapper from hockey and a uh, carbon special to protect you if you receive a, a hockey shot. He broke it. I'm like, aye, <laughs> aye, aye, aye. Ay, ay. You know what's funny in that fight? The referee is Matt, Matt Hughes. Matt Hughes. Yes, Matt Hughes. Yeah. <laughs> you have to see that. People have to see that much because he refereed all the fight maybe. Just, just to uh, fight.
0: Anytime Manny Cox is involved, he always had his fighter's referee. Yes, and, yes. And it was a UCC event, but it was also coupled with Manny Cox. Um, exactly.
1: So, and after after I get my two minutes break, he came again. And Matthew, he no, no, it's not over. He didn't give me yeah, the time.
0: He, yeah, he didn't give me time. He tried to rush over before Matt started. And to Matt's credit. A lesser referee would have allowed it to happen, but Matt, he stood firm. He stood firm. Many referees would not have; they just would have let it go.
1: Yeah, and uh, we start back again, and I get the on the hook. I get Doc under. I take the back. I suplex him in the head, bro. Uh, And and no,
0: no, you belly to back (laughs) suplex on his own
1: head. Uh, Yes, yeah, I was happy to do that. Now, this is a guy (laughs) that
0: never wrestled in high school is now doing belly-to-back suplexes. Like, you're... (laughs) I train. Okay, but you're training with people better than you. Like, if you're training with the Olympic, you know, the the Olympic Canadian wrestling team, Mm -hmm. you're not belly-to-backing any of them. It's not possible. Not possible. So then how do you learn that?
1: From TV? (laughs) <laughs> from TV, from all the years watching, uh, what's his name? Uh, 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 what's his name? Mark uh, WWE, WWF at that time. Uh, uh, Chris Benoit and mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, but I, I, that's what I'd say. For me, MMA is. I supposed to know the more technique I can. A back suplex. That was, that was perfect. for me. It
0: was it was picture perfect.
1: And I did it many times in other fights. And I told you, uh, I love martial arts. I love studying wrestling. And f- a suplex from many people, that's a supreme takedown. Like, you're you passing oh, a suplex. Yeah, yeah. it's dominate,
0: complete total domination. Match yeah. over. And Match over.
1: Yeah. Yeah. he. i punch a little bit too. One punch after because he hit me hard. And, uh, but I, I didn't get injured, so the cut was painful. But I didn't get I didn't get injured. And after we check hand and what, that was fun. That was a good thing. How was he? There. At,
0: how how was he at weigh-ins?
1: Losing weight, like
0: cut the weight. No, him when you guys weigh in the day before, I've heard many stories where he tries to fight people while weighing in.
1: Mm, no, he was a. Uh, he was not arrogant he checked hand, uh, like a cocky smile but nothing special i think i think he was not impressed by my look like uh, i was looking like a little kid and that's it that's it uh, no <laughs> he was <laughs> sometimes like that you know sometimes with the way in with the face to face is really it's really like uh, emotional for the fighters because that's something too. We're coming from a martial art... Wow. We're coming from a martial art school and we're supposed to don't go uh, facing the opponent. We're supposed to about uh, to like stand in a distance with your opponent and don't be khaki. And the face-to-face in MMA and boxing is it's like something like the guys, the students need to learn to do that. Like have face to face, like you and me, we put the eyes together and we're khaki. That's against martial art uh attitude. In theory. The theory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because he's it's bullying the opponent. It's like
0: it's when, something you have to learn. When do you think George St-Pierre really was able to put everything together. Um, when did you say to yourself, now he is a complete martial artist?
1: Oh, good question. Uh, when he fight me, he was a scared kid. Who he, You know, sometimes I say to myself, if I beat him that day, I don't think he he's going to be the same of today. Uh,
0: it's enti- so, man. I I thought that uh-huh. it's it's entirely possible because he uh-huh. was fought, he was fighting scared, pure athlete. Yes. Um, but like the, the referee shouldn't have stood you up. You should have been on top, and you probably would have been on top the rest of the route.
1: After after me, he win the belt of say? He win a uh, guy against uh, Justin Brockman. I think okay. his name. And he was better. He changed a lot at that time. After that, he defended his belt against uh, a UFC veteran. I forget his name. He took the back. Of um, He went by choke. Uh, black guy. I forget his name. And, uh, but George came. the George we know today. I think after Sean Shirk. Uh, yeah, yeah, people don't remember Chan, Chan Shirk. but I think George came George after Chanirk fight because something changed him. He he realized. But even yeah, he he fight Chan Shirk when he fought the first time Matthew. After he fight Matthew, he lost by Ambar. I think he, he, he leveled up. He leveled up after that. He leveled up, yeah, a really? loss. He leveled up after a loss.
0: I, I think he realized yeah. that he belongs there. I think that's, yeah. Yeah, I agree with I that. I love this. Yeah. I agree
1: with that. He, yeah, so that's changing you know, a lot. Lossing sometimes, helping, he came, he started trading again, but he, he was more, I don't think, I need to ask him, but I think he was no more scared of lossing. You know, sometimes when you like Khabib, Khabib he's a perfect record. But I think if one day he lost, he's going to enjoy it. I don't think Khabib he have he put how much pressure. I don't think he really enjoyed the MMA world, and he tells him sometimes in in interviews. I think, but I think if if you he was. Lost one day, he want to come back with the joy of this is what I like. Uh, look at what his name is, uh, Oliveira. He, he has some, he wins, he lost, and he was shamed. He lost the belt, and now he wants to come in back. He has a new goal. And uh, sometimes athletes need, need to have goals. Defend the bells is hard. A loss will do that too. A
0: loss, like your yeah. loss, your first real loss, Jason Black. It helps.
1: yeah, yes. But after that loss, I realize this is nothing special. So I enjoy this. Yeah, and uh, I lost sometimes by decision, but sometimes there's losses like ah, oh, like my when I lost against Favor. Uh, that was like by choke.
0: Here, here, let's 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 get there. Let's get there. So yeah. you beat Shane Rice, you beat Andy Sokol, and you have a falling out with Stefan Patrick at this time.
1: Yeah, because after you know when when you have a manager and the manager thinks more of him and to the to your fighters and communication was bad. And uh I didn't get fights, so uh I think I think I get contact with people in Japan and I decide to cut with Stefan Patrick because I want I want to try he I think he he gets a vision to bring the fighters where he wants to have his advantage because he wants to get more close to UFC, more yeah, close so, to Japan,
0: yeah, more close to Japan, right?
1: Yeah, and me, I want to travel in the world, and one of my goal was to fight in a, the big federations. I remember I was a kid, I put Pancras, I put Pride, I put in UFC, I keep put King of the cash. I wanna fight in these places, and uh, I get the opportunity to go fight in punk, in Japan, and man. All the fighters need to go to Japan to fight, at least, because it's amazing when you touch that ground, and wow, I just enjoy it.
0: You know, what's wild is like, when you think of pure fighting, Brazil, you always think of Brazil, but Japan is the exact opposite in regards to just approach, but their success is incredible. Yeah, he is. He is. Well, here, November, 20, November 29, 2002, you also fought for Mark Pavlich. Mark Pavlic, MFC. Yeah.
1: Yes, yes. He was a
0: kind of a controversial promoter himself. How was he?
1: He was a really good boxer. I remember the we fighting a local show here. Mark Militich was in his corner. Mark Miletich's wife at that time, I don't know if he's married again, he yeah. was uh, married with a no. French-Canadian girl.
0: He's a Pat Militich. Pat
1: Militich. Pat Militich. We he was. And, he uh, was married to a French-Canadian. And, and uh,
0: Kind of a bad divorce, did, too.
1: <laughs> okay. And uh, he came here, and he was a good boxer. I just remember the fight. Tom changed. And he did this. He came with a, a hand like this. I put my hands up to protect. And he switched shit to an uppercut. Fuck! I can get it here. I just remember, see the star falling in my butt. And he started punching. My eyes closed. I just hold the arm and I finish him with the armbar. My eyes was closed. I just remember David so. He took me in the air. You win, you win. And I'm like, I don't know where I am. <laughs> <laughs> you win you win I don't know where I am man uh, I win so, okay good and yeah I just remember the stars he, uh, how I was, I was talking how
0: was Mark Pavlik as a uh, promoter the MF, MFC promoter
1: uh, it was good I remember he, I fight the he yeah was so professional just, yeah he he paid me after the fight <laughs> wow so, yeah. so that's okay. it that's okay. like, cool. yeah. but i didn't get the chance to fight again with, with him again
0: no that was it he, no only one, one
1: time.
0: very controversial promoter out there
1: okay in good thing or bad thing
0: i hear both i hear mostly bad okay. But you know it's it's he's a promoter i mean what are you gonna do like you said you gotta make money it is what it is mm-hmm. yeah uh after this your run is incredibly impressive look at you got Brandon Shuey he's four0 you win by Nibar, 38 seconds yeah. uh Vitor Riberio he is comes out of nuevo onnyao also he's seven and0 he is supposed to be one of the absolute best in the world um Ija Iha is in his corner and um mm-hmm. man there was a big size of difference between you two it was in Florida
1: Yes, Shaolin Ribeiro. Shaolin is a savage, bro. Honestly, I think he, I take the fight. Stefan Patrick bring me there. I take the fight. Uh, I know he's Shaolin because I know the name. And uh, I will not scare, but I think he gets surprised. So his jujitsu jitsu level, he take me down. His jiu-jitsu level was good. He, he was strong. But I was not in danger, and I didn't able. We get a good match, and his size man, was well, the
0: difference. His size was the difference.
1: This size was a little different, but I enjoyed it. I was not. That's that's what I think. I say you. I was ready for a fight, but I was not prepared and have a planned match, a strategic against the, my opponent. So. I lost by decision. I was not injured. He caught me. Yeah, he get me a good knee to the to the eye. He caught me, but I was not bleeding. And
0: you know what? He because it was in Florida. That's the match I saw where he was dropping knees down from the top, trying to knee your head
1: on the top. Yeah, he he get me one time, and yeah, I, I, he just caught me. And but the referee said, "Keep going, keep fighting," and. Uh, he win by decision. I try to punch him. I try to to beat his jiu-jitsu, but we not get. I think he him too. He he he, he was prepared for a fight, but he was not like he didn't have a strategy. Uh, he was not a, a planned match.
0: Guys, watch this, if you watch this fight. They are so fast. It's like watching two flies fight each other. It's just like you. It's hard to kind of figure out what's going on. And you guys are move, counter, move, counter, move, counter in very, very fast time. I bought this DVD specifically for this fight and oh, I, 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 I was shocked. Was, I'm, like, I'm like, man, I know him. I know him. I got a, I started buying the TKO libraries after that. I, I got almost all of the TKO library as well. <laughs> I, just, just, thanks. you know, getting them back. Yeah, no, no, that was a really thanks. good one. Antoine Cotu, Mike French, and then you were supposed to fight at uh, UFC 46, and you have a visa problem.
1: Uh, uh, well, uh, UFC 46 uh, uh, against... Uh, Matt Serra. Oh, yeah, that was my first match. I won 55. No, no but
0: but UFC 46, they said that you had visa oh, issues. Yeah and you couldn't make it. Is that true, or is that false rumor? No,
1: no, no, no. It's true,
0: because what
1: was my fight after that?
0: Matt because Sarah You went, canceled fight against Matt Sarah and then Matt
1: uh, wow, why, why I didn't take that fight? I know something happened. i supposed to have a fight. I didn't have a fight i supposed to have a fight at that time with somebody else, because I say I can fight it because I have a fight in something. Ah, just, I don't remember. I what, I remember... Mm-hmm. I remember UFC called me. You like to find my set. I say, I say, yes, thanks. But I can't for the moment for some reason. I don't know. What was the reason? And. and well, hey, here, well, can
0: me- I Can I, maybe did you have another falling out with Stefan? Because in January of 24, 2004, uh, Aristia management signed you. So maybe
1: was it Stefan yeah. that
0: blocked? Maybe Stefan blocked you.
1: UFC called me directly to me that time. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I was not more with Stefan. So, oh, I do You remember. definitely
0: signed with it, Aristea management.
1: At yeah, time. I signed with these guys. There was a really good guy. He tried to make a new federation. They signed me. I fight for them. I don't remember why I say no to the first match against Macera. Why I say no? I don't remember, and I, I remember after when I, after I say yes to the match against Matsera I fight Matzera. George fight the same day. I think Luazo fight the same day too. Well, in
0: Matzera, yes, yeah, you had three big Canadian yeah. names on there. Yeah, yeah. Matzera lost to Shoni Carter by spinning back fist fluke. Yeah. He was winning every second of that fight. L- loses to BJ Penn. One of the greatest ever at 55. Mm-hmm. And loses the split decision to Din Thomas. You and Matt mm-hmm. Serra, man, dude. That fight is so fast. You almost finished him. You almost caught him. Yeah,
1: he gets saved by the belt. Uh, once again, uh, I was prepared for a fight. But that's, that, that's my error. That was my error. I was supposed to be prepared for... Matt Serra, he, I, he take me down. I try my jiu to my bed he take my back. I defend from my back position. We stand up again, I try to punch him. He was heavy, he take me down again. Uh, I try some kimura he, from a moment. He was
0: defending, he was defending while you were constant offense.
1: Yes, uh, I was pulling my last praise. But once again, I have to say it, I w- not playing match that was my mistake I was supposed to study him and
0: yeah yeah I, well he, but, he let, let, let me kind of put this in context for people just so they understand yeah. Metzer was one of the best in the world at this time and there's there's no argument about that his MMA jiu-jitsu was so far ahead of everybody else you're claiming that you weren't methodical but look at n- n- now listen to this Ryan Ackerman 11 five and one. This is that's his next fight. He's two fights after Miguel Torres. Miguel Torres arguably mm-hmm. number one in the world at 135. At this point, Ryan is the first guy in almost 35 fights to actually beat him. You knock him out in the second round. Brandon Carlson, nine and one. You beat him by rear naked choke in like minute, minute and a half. You fly to Japan. Miki Shida's. Yeah, who is friggin' insanely good? That's uh, th- to me. You're, you're Shaolin Riberio in this fight. It's like that Shaolin fight made you level up, and you, you're not supposed to beat Mickey. You came in <laughs> shitty air flight right before you know the uh, time adjustment. You came in there to be just cannon fodder. You fucked him up. He's eight and one, eight and one in Pancrase. If you follow yeah. this show, you know eight and one in Pancrase is legit. A five hundred record in Pancrase is legit. <laughs> he's
1: he's eight and one. I like that. I, I would like to. Uh, I was mad because after my fight with Miki Shida, did didn't call me back.
0: I was I, like, I can tell oh. you why they didn't. I, I know why. I know why they didn't call you back. Why you were you were soccer kicking him to the head, and although it's a part of the rule set, it's frowned upon. Really? Yes, yes. But that was the rule. That's right. But in pancreas, it's it's a culture, and they don't like any kicking to the face. Yeah, no, it's true. It's true. Yeah, I think they like that. Oh, you, uh, we like that. Not so much, no. Chris. No. <laughs> no, no, no. But but wait, oh. wait, wait. And then Go after ahead. that, oh yeah. Joe, Joe Lauzon. He's nine and one. You hit him with a calf yes. slicer. The first yeah. calf slicer I've ever seen in MMA. And then after, <laughs> dude, dude, that's a that's a historic run right there. Historic run. Yeah, Uriah Faber TKO twenty four January 28, two thousand six. You got David Luzon. And Faraz, yep. a hobby in your corner, he's got Joseph Benavides in his.
1: Oh, wow. <laughs> you know what's funny at that fight? Uh, okay. I know him a little bit on by name, but I, I, I didn't study him. So, but what's funny? No, oh, no,
0: no, no, no. At this time, he's 10 and 1, number four one. in the entire world. They fly him in to fight you,
1: and you don't really know who he is. And he came here. It was January, February. He came in in, January, in the winter.
0: In the winter, from
1: California, with the, he came with the sandals and shorts, shorts no jacket. <laughs> One day you ask him, he he was like that, and he was freezing. But man, 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 that was a disqualification for me, but. I don't know. I, the 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 commission, the guy, the manager of the commission. I remember, I do a kick. I miss it. I'm supposed to
0: be well, a warning. I think it grazed his shoulder because it made a sound. It may. I heard a room? sound. Okay, so I, I'm watching it. Let's let's. You guys are going back and forth, back and forth. Yeah. I think he won the first round by very little but your bright spots were much larger than his. And it seemed like your bright spots were going to continue getting bigger. And he seemed to be slowing down. Mm -hmm. You you guys get into a scramble after you throw, you land a couple elbows and when he gets up, you throw a kick. I hear a noise. I don't know if it's a, a slap of your hand, I don't know, but there was definitely a slap, and the referee thought you connected with his head, and he's got a huge cut over his eye.
1: That cut was maybe a headbutt, maybe was we, it? I don't know. Or an I know. I, I, I elbow. I think I give a elbow, and I give, but we could I think I need to see the fight again. But was not the leg. What happened there? When he fell down, I tried the kick. I miss it. I really miss it. But I remember when he found his butt, I hear this name, the the, the owner of the commission. He jumped in the in the ring because it was a ring, no, it was not a cage. Yeah, jump in the ring and he started yelling, disqualification, disqualification. And the referee was like, "What? I need to talk with this referee. I need to find him." Yeah. And he just he just followed his, his instruction. And this this um, old man, because now he's an old man, I met him, he, but I think it was his more his fault. Why he he jumped like that? I don't know. But uh, that was a bad call too for my my career. But after I know we after we get I get the opportunity to fight him again and and he was fast he was fast that day
0: he learned a lot he learned a lot he was yes, not, he, he was yes. not expecting it but I, I will tell you this you learn a lot about a fighter in an instance like this you knew that the kick didn't land you weren't throwing things you weren't screaming you were just you were upset but you handled yourself like a professional,
1: right? Yes. I'm agree, but I'm supposed to yell the more next time. (laughs) I think that would have helped. But Uriah Faber,
0: on his post-fight interview, he said, man, it was a heck of a fight. It was just kind of just starting to get going. He said, the cut on my eye did not happen from the kick. He's like, I don't know how it happened, but it was not from that kick. Mm -hmm. So in the ring, Rather than say, "Yeah, DQ, I won, I won, let me get out of here," as a man, he said it wasn't from the kick.
1: Yeah. Very impressed. Yeah. Both of you guys, no. both
0: of you guys impressed me.
1: Yeah, no, he's a real athlete. Honestly, he did a lot for his his career. He's he's a good example to follow. He's a good businessman. Uh, I think he's managing people now. He, man, I have a big respect for this guy, and. That's part of the show, huh? so favor. I say him hi. Maybe one day he can buy me to do jujitsu with him uh-huh. <laughs> for maybe a fight pass show. You know what? Next yes. time
0: he goes live, I'm going to put that in there. You and I'm an <laughs> Maybe even for ADC. That'd be good in ADCC Masters match as well. Um, <laughs> Joe Lauzon, the calf slicer. Yeah. Where did you pick that up? There. We're, we're
1: I like uh, like like uh, I like doing technique uh, I l- I love sambo when I was training I have a I have a coach one day he was training a lot of sambo he teach me a lot of stuff like that so I, I did something special in my way of training when I was fighting jiu jitsu guys I go against something they're not used to like sambo when I was fighting a wrestler guy, I do something that I not used to do, like something they never train. I know Joe. He, he was a great, amazing MMA fighter. He have a good striking, good Muay Thai. His wrestling was good. He had, His jiu-jitsu is good. But when I see him, I want to attack the legs. I want to attack the legs. And I connect him with good elbow. So he, he was... He was stunned, I think. So he
0: it, he, Yeah, he took it last minute. I think you were supposed to fight Antonio Carvalho. And yes, yes.
1: Up. Yeah, yeah. And me at the same time, my coach, Ferraz, he he told me, okay, you're going to fight Joe Lawson. He's a jiu-jitsu guy. Okay. So if I fight a jiu-jitsu guy, I said to myself, I'm going to elbow him, knee him, knee to the body. And like that was my plan much so and when I see the opportunity, I get to the legs like I love this kind of technique and it's working when everything is good at a good moment I I see it, I did it and hit up and he was I feel he he needed need surgery, yeah. yeah I needed surgery after that. yeah, I'm sorry for him, but. And uh it's the game. It's the game. <laughs> yeah, it's the game, I know. And he was young. He was a young guy too. So uh, and look at him after he came a came a UFC legend. He have so many fight bonus and he's amazing.
0: Here here, you finish Ryan Ackerman, you finish Brandon Carlson, you you decision with Mickey Sheeta, which was a, a mm-hmm. war, mm-hmm. you finish Joe Lauzon. And arguably, you should have got your hand raised with with uh, Uriah Faber with a
1: finish. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, bro. bro. I have many good names. Yeah. <laughs> no, when I see myself in my career, so I fought the best guys in the moment. So that's good. Imagine imagine we' supposed to get paid, su- how are we supposed to be get paid for that kind of fight
0: you'd be living in a you'd be living in a mansion right now
1: <laughs> yes I love what i live living but yeah it's true that's if people are watching that fight they're gonna see a fight that's MMA what age in the 2000s that's different label but it's not the same MMA like today too Today, so the more, guys... It's more point fighting. Yes. Yes. Oh, at that time, we was more... We want to fight to win. You know what I like in UFC now? is the 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 internet match, the first matches, they're, they're on the on-the-card match. They're very hungry. Yeah,
0: they're very they're hungry.
1: hungry. They're not yeah. scared. They, they want to prove. They want to... Ah oh, man, they're ready to war. So, oh, if you guys want to see the good fights, watching the on the cards, and uh, man, these guys are not scared. They, you see, on the cards match, there's nobody in the in the in the in the stairs, and there's nobody. There's no crowd. They're empty. You, you realize that on the cards and the it's, fight. It's, is it's, it's,
0: it's disgusting, man. It's just like boxing. People get there for the main event. That's it. Yeah, no. It's yeah, it's dis- it's disgusting.
1: Well yeah. the on the cards, man. I remember it's the, best part, our...
0: it's the best part of the UFC
1: is the undercard yeah. The on the cards. Yeah, you discover new talents and these guys and the girls too, they're they're hungry and after that something happened to the fighters too. The more they get popular, the more they get pressure in the head, and they get more protected. So but it's normal, you know. Because the money are in the pay-per-view fights, so when I fought Matzera, in the Mano Matzera, when I fought a favor in the pay-per-view, I make money. I lost, but after I see my paycheck, I was oh wow, well,
0: I'm happy. Yeah. So when, so when you when you fought Cal Uno, oh yeah, did Stefan Patri sue you for breach of contract?
1: Oh my God, that was a mistake. Like, this happened. Uh, I signed a contract. I was not with Stefan Patrick. Uh, well, I signed a contract with a booker in, uh, over there in Japan. And uh, uh, I signed a contract with K1 Heroes. My first match, uh, I did one, two. Kalu was my third match. That was a championship, okay? And uh, before my fight against Uno, I told I, I, I went to Stefan Patry and tell him, can we sit again together and try to to talk again? So we're more adults. I'm more older. You have more experience. I think you're looking more serious now, more zen. Mm. Can we sit together and try to see if we can do something? He said yes. Okay, perfect. We start talking. Okay, look, I have a, I have a contract with K1 Heroes. I'm gonna have this fight and after is the championship. I wanna go try to that. Okay, perfect. Can we sign something for after this? Okay, we're gonna sign something. Okay, perfect. And then we make an agreement, like, okay, we do you like to fight with for me before the Calo Uno fight? okay, we can try to do that. I, I call, hero, you allowed? Yeah, you allowed. Perfect. And uh, he give me a date, and then he changed the date, and the date was too close to Carlo Uno fight. And I tell him, man, uh, that's too close for me. So I'm not going to do your fight because I need to do two times the wake cut in a month. Oh, yeah, but did you fight against uh, uh, what's his name? Uh Mark Kominik for me. You can win this fight. He, you can win it. You can win it. You do the weight and then you go do the three weeks later you're gonna and I tell him no I can't sorry man I cannot oh oh why you don't want to do it. I wanna I did poster I do the promotion and I'll tell you, no I have a fight uh, three weeks later so we get Mad again, and I I focus myself to my fight against Kalo Uno I lost the fight, I get injured, and uh, when when k one Hero sent money, Stefan Patrick Calden sends the money to me, and that was, I lost my opportunity because k one hero doesn't really like me, and he. K1 say, okay, you have a contract with him. Okay, perfect. We send you money. I'll call K1 Ibrus and I tell him, where's my money, guys? You're supposed to send me two weeks ago. Oh, Stefan Patrick Carlos, and you need to talk to him. Really? I'll call him. Where's my money? He never asked him back. One month later, I went to the lawyer. Make The lawyer sent the paper who we went in court and uh, the judge decide he give me back my money more interest I give him one part because the judge say you have a contract and blah 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 blah. so I give him uh, 10% but he give me more of 10% with the interest and uh, yeah after that we didn't talk again so and when I that That was it with him yeah so I get my money back. He pay me. The and after my fight against K1 Hero, my knee get hurt. I get a lig- ligament uh, sectionate in my left leg. You know what's bad in that fight? I went to the in the ring, and what I see Carlo Uno, he was wearing wrestling shoes. I tell to the referee oh, for us was in my side, and for us he's wearing shoes. Like, yeah, he would talk to the referee. Why he's wearing shoes? He's allowed, but he's not allowed to kick to the head. I'm like, we never, we never, we never get that rule. Oh yeah, he's allowed. He's allowed. I'm like, fine. okay, the bell ring. First thing he did is kick me to the knee. I'm like, ah, oh, he he hurt me, like. Because when you punch, when you kick with someone with the shoes, it's not the same impact. It's not the same. So that's why UFC, there are no more wrestling shoes in the cage. It 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 grabs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not only the grab, it's it's a really hard impact. And uh, I I get injured. I did my best. Uh, That was, uh, if I remember good, that was uh, two rounds of four minutes. So that was a tournament ship. And if the two rounds was draw, we're going to a third round, but he win the decision. So he went to the final against, uh, Jay-Z Calvante. Jay-Z,
0: Jay-Z We just Calvacante. had a mon- man, monster, monster.
1: At the same time, I was happy to don't fight Jay-Z. But I would like to fight.
0: You, you know what? You guys have a very similar style, very similar style, but he's, he's much bigger than He's you. big.
1: He's strong. Yeah. And uh, I met him. Uh, and uh, I lost that day. Come back here. My knee was injured. And uh, I meet Carlos Uno. No, no. I meet um, a man. Man, man, man. What is his name? Uh, oh, my God. I forget his name. The first Canadian lightweight champion, waterweight champion is. Joe Dorkson? Carlos, Carlos Newton. Carlos, Carlos Newton.
0: No, 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 no. All right, yeah, yeah. Carlos, Carlos Newton. Yeah, yeah. I, I, the first I meet, Canadian I meet,
1: champion ever, ever. Ever, ever. Champion, Carlos ever. Newton. Yeah. yeah, I meet Carlos Newton there. He's a Canadian. He's just living three hours, two hours from, from Montreal. But I meet him in Japan. And he told me, Ivan, when you come back, I want you to call me back because I would like to you fight for me in IFL. I tell him,
0: really? The Dragons. The Dragons.
1: The Dragons. And he gave me the invitation. And uh, I said, yes. Okay, perfect. I was in that uh, was in a short period of time. He put me in the team. And maybe, I think, two months, three months later, I fight for him. You can see the dates?
0: Yeah. It's, uh, it's, you lose in K1 Heroes October 9th, 2006. And then November, November 2nd, 2006, you're in the IFL with a hurt knee yes here in I chicago fight. here in chicago yeah. right yeah was there. no what
1: oregon that was in chicago was it chicago I, or is it moline i don't know i don't know and i, know uh, I was there yeah <laughs> and uh, uh i joined the team with carlos and i tell him look my knee is not 100 percent, but you sure yeah i need a part i need a guy so i joined it and that was, it was one of it, my best fight oregon
0: portland oregon, oregon. Yes. Yeah. Mark Kerr, Mark, Mike Whitehead fought. Yeah. I remember that.
1: Okay. And I fought uh, a Militich team that was uh, Pavalaski. Yeah. Man, this guy punched hard. Bar Pavalaski. Is somebody tell me who's punching hard Students. in my career?
0: Jeff Curran student. Jeff Curran student.
1: Yeah. And Bar Pavalaski, man, he hit me so hard and remember the pain. <laughs> and uh, he he flashed me some, I get some flash knockout from that fight. It was a good fight.
0: Split decision. And
1: a split decision. I, mean, we, I think we make a good fight of the night. But we lost, I lost, but uh, I was happy. And I did it with a bad knee. So after that fight, I was happy. And I decided to do the operation of my knee. So I take a break, get kids, and I start training back and slowly coming back to MMA again.
0: So where are you training at now? TriStar. TriStar, Tri-star.
1: Gym. Yes. Are you, are you uh, coaching? You're coaching there as well? No, no, no. I don't coach because I don't have time. I have a full-time job with the Montreal bus transportation. I'm a bus driver now. Sometimes I was driving and some the guys coming saying, "I'm a I ah, I saw your fight. Yeah, pay your card." <laughs> and I, I yeah, I'm a full time working. I like it, and what I like is I have the time to training. So in my in my break time, I go to Tristar and I, I train again. At least I do one training a day. I work five days a week. I training six times a day a week. My jiu jitsu is good. I take a break the last two months. I get a eye injury. Uh I get a burnout. I get a cut. So I take a two breaks, two months break. But I supposed to go training now next week, two weeks, two weeks.
0: So All that's right. my life
1: now. Man, that's good. That's excellent. All
0: right, let's wrap this up. David Lusao, give me your opinion on him. Uh, l- l- who? The uh, David Lussau, The Crow.
1: The Crow, David Loiseau, Loiseau. Uh, yeah, Loiseau. I say it in French. Uh, <laughs> the yeah. crow. Uh, Ray. Uh, today he's teaching uh, here uh in Montreal. He has a new uh, school from now five years. He just started a podcast with uh uh Pat uh, Pat Côté. Just studying at Patrick Côté.
0: Côté, okay.
1: Yeah, he, they open a French uh, a French podcast talking about MMA, talking about training. Uh, we don't. He's he's working a lot. I'm sad because I don't have the time to go see him, and we 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 close. We are half an hour distance, but with my family, with my job, when the time I have, I prefer I train. Man. Uh, we do Yeah, it's hard with family. He's busy. His job. He's focused. I tell him anytime, I, man, come come dinner. But time. We don't have the time sometimes, and we have to take it. What about Ali Nestor? I even he he his school is just maybe ten minutes driving from house. Man, he he tried to go to pol- in politics. Last year, he got trouble. He changed his school place. He did a lot. Ali Nestor, he did a lot for his community. He did a lot of... He, helped, um, he used to help you a lot. He used to help you too, a lot. Ali? Yeah, he Ali continue.
0: Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: He do a lot for the community. And uh, man, I think he, say, he changed the life of many, many kids. He make a school, teaching martial arts. He puts teachers to help the kids to continue the school, man. And you know, Ali, he, he was good, but he, I, I want to say honest, like a, a analyzing, he was a level, he cannot go higher, 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 but he was, he was teaching, he was managing a gym, he was managing a promotion he was fighting in the promotion he was uh, helping kids and uh he he was a businessman he he's a real pro living from like he's living from the MMA he's teaching guys and
0: man good stuff ivan you're an absolute legend i think you are incredibly underappreciated and uh, oh, i sincerely appreciate your time man
1: yeah, thank you to talk with you, and I'm really happy you give me the chance to talk. Like me right now, I just enjoy the life. I have a kid coming soon in another kid. Yeah, it's going to four. <laughs> yeah. That my yeah. I have two kids. I broke up. I meet a new girl. We get new kids, and I have a girl, little girl, three years old. For, I train in Jiu Jitsu. Life is beautiful for me right now. I still do in Jiu Jitsu. I help in the guys in the gym the more I can. And I would like to open a school, but I don't have the time. So, and it's a business, huh? If you talk with a, to, to the guy who have a gym, it's a business. So, that's why I have a lot of respect for the guy who have a gym because they're real professional. And, uh, Man, guys like you who give it the opportunity to this to Amad to, to professionals and to talk about the sport. Thank, thank you, man.
0: Thank you. Nah, you, too, bro. bro, Let me let me tell you something, man. At one point, you were the boogeyman. Like I'm, I'm Team Miguel Torres. Like Miguel oh, Torres, really? he's <laughs> right from he's, he lives in our backyard. Like he's very close. I've seen him fight twenty times, and I remember just looking at your record, just going, just trying to. Uh, there was there's no flaws there's no flaws in your record man it's impressive (laughs) (laughs) it's it's impressive it's impressive brother
1: thank you so and and now the sport is so big so man we we enjoy it the guys now do you think do you think the athletes today is gonna have that kind of record, like me, I have, or no,
0: no, there, there's never going to be a 55 club member. Um, so like in the UFC, like Drew Dober, Tim Means, like I, 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 Neil Magny, Gerald Mearshart, they, those guys don't get a lot of respect with the common mixed martial art fan, okay? But in the, but in that locker room, that locker room respect yeah. that they get, yeah, just like you. Just like you, that locker room respect is enormous. The headline people will say, no, that's Neil Magny, man. That's Gerald Mearshart. They don't have, Mm -hmm. you know, are they gatekeepers? Maybe, but they got 30 fights in the UFC. That's not easy.
1: That's not easy, man. 35, wow. No.
0: So those are the guys I like, man. Those are the guys I like.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, it's true. And the experience, wow. That's what I'm happy. I fight in Japan, I fight in United States, in Canada, Florida, Hawaii. Florida. You flew in Hawaii. Yes, and I fight in K1 UFC uh, UFC Macau. That was a great experience too. And uh, man, honestly, I'm really happy with my career. So you should be.
0: Yeah, you should be. It's just you were, <laughs> you, were you were you were too early. You had this sport been today man brother you'd have three four hundred thousand followers on instagram yeah yeah and easily easily <laughs> <easy>.
1: <laughs> I remember you may imagine the first time I opened my open up Facebook account an Instagram account I was I was late oh that was too late sometimes yeah but it's another sure. the, the sport changing the sport is changing so fast so it is good for the sport Excellent,
0: Ivan. You're the man, brother. Thank you for your time. I got about two hours. Thank you for you.
1: Greatly appreciate Thanks it, so. Take care. See you.
0: There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Canadian. Oh, okay, here's here's my list of like all time Canadians. I like the young. I like the new guys. Payne Peters falls into that category. I, I shouldn't say new guys. I like the old guys. Even though Payne, he didn't have a, like a great record. and fought a lot of people. Always fun to watch. Cut a cool promo. I like Joe Dorkson. I saw Joe Dorkson fight about a dozen times on the Independent Grind. Ivan Menjivar, I only got to see him fight maybe two, I think only two times live. Um, you know who we didn't bring up? We also didn't bring up Sean Tompkins. We brought up Mark Hominick. But I also really enjoyed watching Sean Tompkins just take those local kids and make them into something. Like Mark Hominick, uh, Sam Stout... We got great interviews with them. Um, you know, trying to get more Canadians. Carlos Newton won't return my call. Claude Patrick and I had a, a brief exchange through text message. Uh, TJ Grant, great listen. Another really good Canadian. Um, we, I know we got to get more Canadians. We got to get more Australians. So if anybody listening to this right now, Harold Howard would be amazing. I'd really, I mean, any of those... Anybody from Canada we're willing to have on as long as they've at least touched the UFC. Um, That's kind of like our our prerequisite or somebody that's got like an incredibly interesting career or happenings. So um, if you get, if our audience, we need your help, please like share, subscribe. If you got iTunes, leave us an iTunes review. I think we got 52 reviews. We need like, we need like a few hundred of them to really make a difference. Um, we're putting a lot of, uh, like research time and prep into these and they're evergreen interviews. So if you enjoyed this one, we got about 200 right behind it that you might enjoy as well. So, you know, dig into our catalog. Thank you guys so much and yeah, see you next week. Check out the full interview on iTunes, Spotify, and all major podcast platforms.